It's good to be in his house, isn't it? It's good to gather as his church and to be together. And uh, so I'm, I'm excited today for what God has for us. And uh, it was on uh, Dawn's heart initially, and init- she, she said, hey, you know, we should reach out to Justin. Maybe he's got something on his heart. And I said, absolutely. It sounds like, sounds like the, the Lord to me. Um, so we reached out to him, and uh, I said, really, uh, he has the floor, whatever he wants to share. And he's got his family here, my sister and their children here. So we're really excited to have you, um, and I'm excited to hear what God has to say through him today. Amen. All right. Well, it's good to be here. Um, uh, we're just going to open with prayer first, and then we'll just see where, where we end up here this morning. Lord Jesus, we just thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you for this time of fellowship that we could get together. Lord, I just thank you, Father God, that your words would come out of my mouth today, Lord Jesus. Whatever it is, Father God, that you want me to speak today, Lord Jesus, let that be what's heard. Let that be what comes out, Lord Jesus. I just pray, Father God, use these words to touch somebody's lives today, Father God, my life today, that we wouldn't walk out of this door the same way we came in today, Lord Jesus. Let your spirit soften our hearts, Lord Jesus. Mold and shape it, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, yeah, so I've got several different directions I wanted to go today. Um, so I hope it kind of all flows together. I'm just trusting God that... Um, this is the right avenue. I, I'm a pretty practical guy, um, just in life and, and my career and everything else, and um, not really a book-smart individual compared to most. Um, and so that's how the Lord a lot of times uses me to convey things that I believe he's saying. And I want to I talk about a little bit more of the practicalities of our walk with God. I'm, I'm, I'm going to include the Bible, of course, because everything we do should be referring back to Scripture. But I also want to challenge different levels of our life. And so in thinking about this over the last couple of days, you know, it's funny. There's a combination of life. And I didn't necessarily grow up in the church, um, but I, I grew up at a young age in ministry. And I've really got a foundation that's being laid for over 20 years now. And it's funny because the Lord, and this will start to make sense, I hope, later on, You've got a foundation in your life that's built on the things of God and the things that are where God takes you to build your spiritual man. At the same time, you're constantly building other foundations, which when you build a house and then you get 20 years into it and you maybe do an addition, you've got to throw a foundation down. Because, yeah, this right here is what God's called you to, just like everybody else in life, right? There's, there's the Great Commission, right? We all know about the Great Commission. Go into all the world, preach the gospel, Okay. At the same time, we've all got individual calls that God takes us in different directions that we flow in at the same time. And that just may be in addition to your foundation. It doesn't take over the main foundation. You don't replace that foundation. But at some point, you've got to do maintenance on your foundation too. And so I'm kind of jumping ahead of myself. Um, I want to read Acts 20, verse 24, and out of the NLT. Sorry, I've got a couple different versions. Bear with me as I switch devices here. Um, it says, but... But my life, and Paul's talking about as he's traveling around, God's directing him to go different places and do different things, right? He's saying, but my, worth, my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned to me by the Lord and Savior. The work telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. So it kind of falls in line. I mean, that's a general commission, right? Along with the Great Commission, right? We've all got an assignment from God, right? That's our main foundation, 
Paul says, my life is worth nothing unless I fulfill this. We've got nothing going for us unless we do the things God's called us to do. And so I kind of like, I guess if you were to put a uh, title on this or, or what it's going to be about is living a life with purpose to fulfill the call that God's put in your own life, right? So it's going to look different in everybody's life. You can't go through life comparing yourself to somebody else. You can't do that in the natural. You can't do that in the spiritual. It's just no two people are the same person, right? So our life is worth nothing unless I use it for finishing the work assigned to me by the Lord Jesus. So on top of going into all the world, what are the works that God's assigned us individually to do? Are we doing those things? In doing that, you have to set goals and agendas, right? You talk to any major, any major business, any corporation. Sorry, my pages keep closing. And there's, there's monthly goals, there's yearly goals, there's five-year goals, there's 10-year goals, okay? I'm not a goal person, okay? It's not me. Can it be learned? Yes. Does it need to be learned to some degree in your life? Yes. That's when you have to surround yourself with people that will help you attain those things or help you learn those traits because in some level, you have to know where you're going in life. You can't just wander day to day. Life is but a vapor, right? We're here one minute and gone the next. You don't know when your life is going to end. I pray that nobody walks out of this door and dies, but it's a reality. You don't know when things are going to end. You have to know where you're headed in life. You have to know your goals. You have to know your intentions. Uh, Proverbs uh, 29, 18, out of the King James Version, okay, says, Where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keeps the law, happy is he. Okay? That word vision right there is a sight mentally or a dream or a revelation. Okay? A lot of different things right there. A revelation is something you know, something that came to you that you know you're supposed to do, right? A dream is something we can dream up and be like, I'm going to pursue this. It's good to have both of those things. It's good to be going off of a revelation where you know God told you to do something and you're working toward that. It's also good to dream because it keeps you moving in those revelations. So if you're just standing still, right? We all use the analogy of the car that's sitting still. You can't steer it, right? You're not going anywhere. If you're dreaming at the same time, you're moving. You can steer throughout that dream, okay, to be constantly achieving something, going somewhere in your life. Otherwise, we're going to sit around and look back 30 years later, 40 years later, and be like, what have I done in my life? I've wasted all this time. I look at my life, and I, and I think back to the 20-something years. I'm like, what have I done? What have I really done in those 20 years? And I'm not saying I've just sat around, okay, and I'm not saying I've achieved everything. But if you constantly live in that place of what am I doing, you're going to always make sure you're doing something. <clears throat> you have to know the main reason why you are what you, where you are, okay, if you know where you're going, okay. Know where you're at at the current place, okay, whether that's with your family, whether that's at your job, whether that's in your community. Why are you there? If you believe God's put you there, what's the reason why? That's going to help you continue down that road of finding those goals, pursuing those dreams, pursuing those passions, right? I know for me, I work a normal job. I've never officially been in full-time ministry. I work a normal job. I, do, I care for a big estate in Connecticut. I know for a fact God gave me that job. Through that job, in the current season I'm at in life right now, I get a lot of time off of work that's paid for a lot of time off of work to do what God's calling me to do. If I was at a job maybe that I wanted and I pursued and that I, I know God didn't put me there, maybe I didn't have that time off. Maybe it's the three personal days in one week off, 
a year, and that's it. And I'm very blessed and very fortunate to be able to take the time off that I take off right now because I know what God's calling me to do at this season, and I know where he's placed me in this season. So, so question, why are you at where you're at with your job, with your family, with your communities, with your relationships, whatever it might be, to know where you stand with your goals and where you're headed in life. Know where you're at right now. On top of that, you got to find out, once you figure that out, you need to know what your passions are, okay? A passion is defined as a, uh, defined as a strong emotional driver, okay? And we all know emotions can control us, right? Emotions will control us on some level. Do we have the emotional maturity to be able to walk things out in a level-headed, proper way? Because, yes, passion is really good, but if you're passionate about the wrong things or going about it in the flesh, and it's not necessarily the passion you're supposed to have, that's what's going to drive us because it's a strong emotional driver. So, yes, emotions are good. Emotions are bad. Passion is good. Passion is bad. If it's not exactly what God's called us into at that moment, it could be taking us down the right track. Find the passion that you know that God's put in your heart and run with it. Okay? Your, your passions are going to bring out your intentions. Your intentions, okay, are what you intend to do or bring about. Okay? So if your passion is lined up right, then your intentions are going to come out. You're going to be headed for those goals at the same time. So once you get your, your why, then you get your uh, passion under control, and then you walk out your intentions, okay? And your intentions are what ends up controlling everything, okay? Because if you got bad intentions or you got selfish intentions or you got selfish motives, your intention's totally wrong, right? You've got to be enough. Your, your passion's got to be in the right spot selflessly toward your intentions are what's wa walking out what you need to be doing, right? Passions will begin to explode because your emotional decisions won't affect your first step, okay? If you get your emotional maturity under control, your emotions aren't going to drive you, okay? They will be in the backdrop, but they're not going to be the thing that's guiding your every move because you're not going to be walking around emotionally from this high to this low to this high, right? Let it be the thing that drives you, but not the thing that is out in front of you dictating where you go. Your purpose is going to be driven off of your focus and what your primary focus is on, okay? Now, we can be focused on a lot of different things at once. It's human nature. Your primary focus is going to be one thing, right? So I've got a lot going on. I've got a job. I've got a family. I've got hobbies. I've got focus in all of them. I've got what I do with CRI. But my primary focus, where is that at? Where is my primary focus at? In theory, it should be with the Lord one-on-one, -on -one, right? And then everything else will start to fall into place. But it's really easy to then slip into relationships being the focus. Slip into our jobs being the focus. Hobbies, right? Big hobby for me, for those of you who know me well, hunting's a big hobby for me. I mean, I might have done some training this morning. I've also had the Lord put that into check by following my intentions and my passions on what he's called me to do. I, I always know when the Lord starts dealing with me on hunting because I can go in the woods and I can be in there all fall. And I could, I could really just hang out, hunt every day, wouldn't think anything of it. And I've noticed in life when the Lord starts to pull that back because that's my desire, that's what I like to do, that's my time, I can go be alone in the woods. The Lord will start to draw that back and I notice it. And in different seasons in life, it's looked totally different, but all of a sudden, boom, it's taken away. Well, 
that stinks. I gotta go do that. Wait, where's my focus? Where's my true intentions? It comes around to fall time. I got one thing on my mind. I know where I want to be. I've got it all planned out. I'm going to do this, this, and this. And then all of a sudden it's removed and, oh yeah, what's my focus on right now? A big time was when I started really investing myself into CRI and I had a training coming up in the middle of hunting season. I pretty much didn't hunt the entire point up until that point because I was focused on what I needed to be doing at that time. It just fell to the side and I was like, yeah, God, I hear you right now. I got to focus on this. And it's funny because, yeah, I try and provide a lot of meat. That's me personally. At the end of the year, the Lord blesses that and I end up filling the freezer no matter what, right? So if you just stay true to the focus that God's put in your heart, okay, he's going to make up the difference. He wants us to enjoy life. He wants us to have fun. He doesn't want to take that away from us. But at the same time, if we do the things he's calling us to do, if we follow those things, it'll start to line up, right? And he's going to bless that. Addictions is another major thing, right? Addictions come in all different forms. I can pretty much say I'm addicted to coffee, right? That's a minor thing, but I mean, I, I can't go without my coffee. I have to have coffee every day. If I don't, I get headaches. What does that tell you? Okay, I'm relying on something else, right? Addictions come in many different forms, but is that what's taking our focus every day? Is that what we're looking at, okay? All of this stuff up until now is pretty much what's going into your foundation. It's going into your foundation by spending time in the word, spending time in prayer, spending time in praise and worship on your own, right? We don't have to wait until we come together to praise and worship. Praise and worship, I had my... I had my, my headphones on the other night and I just had some worship music going and I just, I got lost. I just got lost in the moment. You have to find those times because that's what builds your foundation and also maintains your foundation, okay? You need people around you in your life to help you build your foundation, right? You can't physically go build, you can. I'm sure my father-in-law's built a foundation by himself or two. You can do it. It's much easier with two people and somebody that knows what they're doing to help you build that foundation. Looking back into New England culture, when they laid a foundation, they were using field stones and they were using big rocks. Sometimes they just turned a big, big rock up and used that as a cornerstone as part of the foundation. You can't do that by yourself. You need help. You need a team. That's what your brothers and sisters are around for. That's what they're here for to help set that major foundation. When it comes time to then do maintenance because, oh, some water's getting in, Oh, something poison's getting in through and seeping through. We got to fill those cracks. We got to cut something out. That can be done on your own. That's done in your quiet time. That's done in your prayer closets. That's done in your one-on-one your -on -one time with Jesus, right? You've always got to come back to the place where you're doing the maintenance once you've built the foundation. And the fact of, the fact of those, those maintenance factors, right, when you get into a situation, if you're, if you're doing all the maintenance and you're keeping up on that, that stuff is constantly coming back into your mind, okay? Oh, yeah, I got that in prayer this morning. Oh, yeah, I read that in the Bible the other day. Oh, yeah, you know, Jesus and I were spending time about this. So when things get real, all of a sudden it's there, right? Things get real to everybody on a totally different level, right? It could be a bill that came in. It could be somebody got sick with something. It could be that you're in a profession where things get real because of whatever profession you might be in and your life is in danger. It might be, you know, because there's a relationship that went bad and that feels very real to you, okay? And so you need to pull on something, okay, to make sure that you know what you're founded on. 
And that's where the maintenance around your foundation works. And then we can build up from there, right? Every season in your life, and so it's funny because I've been in a, almost a three-year season here. It's two, two, two years. Where I feel like I'm an addition to my calling, right? And this is what I was talking about in the beginning. I know where I'm at. I know where I'm at as a Christian. I know where I'm at with Jesus. And then I'm in this place right now where I'm in an addition, where I've been building a new foundation because God's got me in this other place. And for me personally right now, that's with CRI, Children's Rescue Initiative, for those who don't know. And I've been building a foundation in the spiritual because it's a different spiritual game altogether. Okay? I mean, yes, the spirit is the spirit. I'm not trying to say it. Totally different spirits. But there's different things I've had to learn and pull on being doing what I'm doing right now in the spiritual and in the physical, right? The same things that we do in our natural life, nine times out of 10 can get translated into the spiritual life as well, okay? If we're working on things in our natural life and God's showing us things, I love my job because I get to work outside all the time, but I get to work with plants a lot. And God speaks to me so many times working with plants because everything we do to the plants and everything we do to the soil and the nutrients that we put into the soil that then transfers in how we prune and everything else is exact copies of our spiritual life. So when he talks about the vineyard and he talks about trees by water, when he talks about all these different plant analogies in the Bible, it's 100% true to how he designed it because I get to see this in my job, right? So find the things in the natural Okay, that will help build your spiritual man. I think a lot of times we get so complicated, and please don't take this wrong. I'm not discounting the spiritual side. Correct me, and feel free to say whatever at the end, okay? You got to find things that are practical to your life that you can translate into your spiritual man at the same time, okay? Because God speaks to us in very, very simple levels a lot of times. I mean, he'll use a donkey, Okay. Find the things in your life that's happening around your life, that's happening in your job, in your home life, that you can apply to your spiritual life at the same time, right? So for me, it's my job. I get to see these plants. I get to see how we prune things. I get to, I get to apply that into my spiritual life and be like, oh, that's why that hurts right now. Or that's why this soil injection is really good, okay? Spending that time in the prayer closet that in, infuses the soil that then comes out in the fruit nine months later, Right? So going back to the foundation, this addition, right? So I'm in an addition right now. And the things that you put in over 20 years, over three years, you begin to pull from those different areas. It's kind of weird. Like I've never really seen this picture up until recently. And the things I'm pulling from right now are the things I've been investing in right now, but I'm also pulling from things that I've known throughout my spiritual walk. And to see how this new revelation directly ties into everything you've ever known. It's not that it's new. It's just that it's new discovered, right? So with where, I'm at, with where I'm at right now in CRI, I've got to recognize some things that you just like, let me back up. Sorry. I'm, go, I'm going backwards. I'm getting ahead of myself. God's equipped us to do everything in advance, right? He, you know, he's going to give you things that you can't handle. 100%. The, the, the reality is that he's, he can't give you anything you can't handle. It, I, to me personally, it's, it's, I don't necessarily agree with it. I'll just say it. He's going to give us things, okay, that we can't handle because we have to be fully reliant on him, right? We have to be going to that prayer closet. We have to be spending that praise and worship time. We have to be able to do that in order to redo our focus, Find what our passions are. Find what our goals are so that we're like, oh, wait, hold on. Jesus is the center. That's where I'm going. I can't do this without him. 
So he's going to give us things that we think are impossible. If you would have said to me three years ago that I would have been overseas somewhere rescuing kids, I would have told you you're pretty funny. Because he's going to equip you for things you didn't know you could do. And to be completely honest and just up front right now, I didn't even think I could do it a month ago, a month and a half ago. And I've been told that over and over and over and over. You got to believe you can do what God's called you to do. And I've been told it for, for two straight years now. Learn to believe you can do what God called you to do, even though it cannot seem like you can do it. And to be completely honest, I did not realize that until a month and a half ago. And now I'm like, yeah, I guess I can do it. God helped me through this position, through this voyage that we're on, okay, to accomplish what he's called me to do. I could not do it without him, okay? If you look at, like, let's look at David's life, right? David had a lot of these, sure, he knew who Jesus was, right? He knew who God was, right? He was in that, he was in that field every day with the sheep. He was talking to Jesus. He was talking to God, talking to Jesus. He was out there praising. He had his heart, whatever it might be, right? That was his foundation, but look at all the different areas that God then used him in, okay? Different seasons of his life where it went from here to here to here to here. Yeah, the king was here, okay? But he went from here, here, here to get to that point. And so when we're going through our journey in life, you may know that God's got this position for you. But in the meantime, you might be going to here and building this addition and laying this foundation and building this part up, coming back over here and working on this to then get up to here. Okay, don't ever think that it's never going to happen, that it's too big, it's impossible, okay? We don't know what all of a sudden a door will be opened. You just don't know. Looking back, we just had our 13th anniversary, and it was kind of crazy because a um, few of you know, like our story, and I was thinking about it. I've been at this job that I'm at now for 10 years. Just, just about 10 years. August will be 10 years. Which left three years of marriage prior to getting this job. And those first three years of marriage felt like an absolute eternity. Nothing would ever fall, fall into place. Nothing would ever work out. Financial problems, whatever it might be. And it felt like a total eternity. Even looking back, the last 10 years have went like that. And I'm like, I know where I'm at with God. I know where we're supposed to be right now. And not that we weren't in those first three years, but it just felt so long. It felt like nothing was ever going to add up until all of a sudden, 10 years later. And it's hard to remember those days to some degree. And so you never know when all of a sudden, God's going to just move you right into place at the right time, not necessarily our time, at the right time, and things are going to fall into place. And so never get discouraged that it won't ever happen, okay, that it feels like it's dragging on too long and that you lose heart, okay? David probably felt like that his entire time after he was anointed waiting for the kingdom, the entire time. The guy gets anointed to be king, okay, and he can't even be king. He's running for his life. Don't ever lose sight on the things that God's put in your heart, especially if it's something God spoke into your life. Don't ever lose that. It might be in five years. It might be in 20 years. It might be in one day. You never know when that's going to fall into place. If you keep your focus and your determination on him, it will happen. So that's kind of like where I'm at with, you know, my walk right now in knowing that I'm in a season right now where I was waiting and waiting and waiting. 
I'm waiting for a particular time where I know God told me that, okay, you need to get involved with this organization and you're going to go on rescues. But I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And then something like COVID happens. It shuts everything down and I'm waiting and I'm training and I'm waiting and I'm training and you don't know, you don't know. And all of that to say, spend the time building the foundation, spend the time maintaining the foundations. It's not good enough, right? They say you never forget how to ride a bike, okay? That is true to some degree. I've been on a bike in a long time. And last time I came over and saw Adam, he's like, here, give this bike a new ride. I feel like I was going to fall off the thing, okay? Because you got to maintain these things to some level. Yes, a good foundation is not going to get swept away immediately. But if you leave that unmaintained for year after year after year after year in harsh conditions, the world we live in is not easy. We live in a harsh reality. That constantly is getting battered and beaten by storms in our life. You have to maintain those things. So if I leave you with one thing today, it's just to... Make sure you're putting the time in maintaining the things you've already built. Nobody wants to excavate that entire thing and start from scratch. And I feel like a lot of, a lot of people end up starting out as young Christians, as young believers, as young people, building that foundation, putting the time in, and walking away for 20 years, and then coming back and starting back at square one. Let's not do that. Let's get to the place in our life where we're constantly maintaining that foundation, those principles that we know our life is built on, so that we're always in a good place and we don't have to come back and excavate and redo. Does that make sense? I hope this spoke to somebody today. That's all I've got. I'm not going to go any further. Pastor Adam, it's up to you. That's awesome. Really awesome. God builds on every single thing we do. You have no idea. And, uh, yeah, even Justin, if it's okay that I'm saying this, but he loves his job, but, you know, he's like, hey, I have this passion now. And I had said, hey, you know, ask the Lord, seek God, because what you don't want to do now is go run and just do that. Maybe God still has you at this job, which I believe he's got you there for a little bit longer. But it's funny, when, when you start building that addition, it's e- it could be easy to focus on, like, well, this is my life now, and the Lord's like, this is but I still have you here. So I just felt like that was important to say that, you know, wherever you're at, whatever God's doing in your life, always come back and ask him, where do you want me? What's your direction? Right at every moment. And then God does crazy stuff with your life when you do that. Amen. I just love that. I love what they're doing so much. As you know, we're super, super excited for what's going on. This is Matthew 25. And way, way, way before we started the church, I asked the Lord, uh, as a younger man, uh, I don't remember if I was in my teens or my 20s, but I said, God, um, what do you want you know, from our lives? What do you want from me? And it was a very, very simple thing that the Lord spoke, which is, I want you to fend for the orphans. I want you to give to the widows. He gave me Matthew 25. And... To be honest, uh, he's going on missions that probably nobody in here will ever go on. But every single person in here, and this is not a CRI day, but that's what we're, you know, this is what he's involved with. There is an orphan, there's a widow, there's someone in need in your life every single day. It might be in prayer, it might be physically, but when the Lord uh, is really center in your life, you can't help but be a Matthew 25 Christian. 
That's what you'll end up. Your eyes, the more you focus on him, the more you could never let a child, how could you let a child stay in a situation like that? And that's when, when it really starts getting sweet with the Lord too. Actually, your relationship with him starts getting much sweeter once you start to, because it's his heart, it's his compassion. So I don't want to take that way, I don't want to say any more, but I just wanted to say that, that you know, the Lord is, uh, is what he's doing in his life, he really wants to do through every single person's life on a small scale, large scale, it really doesn't matter what it looks like to us, because to God, if you're doing what he's asked you to do, that's all that matters. Whatever that is, whatever place that he has asked you to give your all, to give your Matthew 25, that's really all that you have to worry about. You don't need to try to, you know, go and do what he's doing, but what has the Lord asked you to do? And... Um, Again, I don't want to add any more to that. So we just, I just want to just close us in prayer. We just thank you, God. We just thank you, Lord. Uh, Lord, actually, before we even pray for this service, I just want to pray. Let's just bless his family. Everybody just extend your hands towards them. And we just thank you, God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you've put this call in their hearts. It's not just him on this mission, but this is a whole family. This family is paying a price together. They're all in this thing. And we are with them. Lord, so we just pray right now for your continued protection on their lives, your continued blessing on their lives. Lord, I pray you would walk with them, God, every single step of the way. And Lord, just as he did on that trip, Lord, he is relying on you, and they're going to continue to do that and see you do incredible things in their lives. May not be what, like he said, what he expected, or especially not in the timing that he expects, but God they're going to know, this family's going to know that you are in control, that you are with them, and that you are taking care of every single need. And we just thank you, Lord. I just pray, Lord, a blessing upon them. Lord, just bless them for this sacrifice. And thank you, Lord God, that they've made it. And Lord, I just pray for this church right here. And Lord, whoever's listening, maybe on the podcast, whoever's not here, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name right now, God, we don't need to be superheroes. We just need to trust you. God, I pray as we trust you that you would lead us, Lord, to those people around us. Lord, they may be overseas for us. That might be in our path too, but God, whoever it is, whoever they are, whatever you ask us to give, whatever time, whatever money, whatever resources, whatever emotions, Lord, that you've asked us to give, Lord, compassion. Sometimes it's hard to love. Lord, I pray that we would do it and, Lord, that we would do it well. Lord, that we would not just do it because we're compelled or because we have to, because that's a good Christian thing to do. But, God, I pray you truly change our hearts so that, Lord, it would be like Jesus, the Word says, was filled with compassion for the people. God, I pray we'd be filled with compassion to do what you've asked us to do, Lord, because it's not just that it's pleasing to you, but, God, that there is a hole in our heart that needs Lord, we are not satisfied until we do it because we know, Lord, that's a hole in your heart. God, I pray in Jesus' name right now that you would fill us, Lord. Put your message, Lord, your seed, this word today, just this encouragement today, Lord. I pray you'd put it in our hearts and grow from it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.